Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. The big question is this, if government contracting is supposed to be so easy, why do so many companies fail to win even a single contract while others dominate the market? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. In today's episode, you go one-on-one with best-selling author and master business coach Michael Lejeune to learn exactly how to take your government contracting business to the next level. Hey everybody, let's talk today about strategic pipeline building. Now, what's the difference between tactical and strategic pipeline building? Because tactical pipeline building is what most people are doing. Tactical pipeline building is where you are really just chasing any rabbit that pops up. It kind of looks like this. So you, you hop on Sam and you start looking at opportunities and it doesn't matter what the agency is, what the amount is, what the type of work is. It just matters that it's work that you think you can put into your pipeline. That's the only thing that matters. And that's tactical pipeline building. And tactical pipeline building is an important part of building your pipeline, but it's not the only part. The strategic part is what I really want to focus in on today. And so in the beginning, when you are trying to keep the lights on, you're probably going to chase all these different little rabbits. You're going to do a lot of tactical pipeline building. But in the beginning, it's also very important that you mix in some of this strategic pipeline building. So let's think strategically for a moment. When I'm thinking strategy, one of the things that I always look at is who are the top two or three agencies that buy what I sell? That's always number one. So if I'm doing that and I'm only chasing opportunities that are showing up on SAM.gov and they're for all different organizations, I'm not necessarily laser focused in on my top three agencies. So for example, let's say that I do uh, cybersecurity and I type in cybersecurity and on SAM, it pulls up a list of 25 different opportunities and I'm a small 
small company and so I can't chase 25 opportunities, but I start going through and I'm say five or six opportunities in and I realize, okay, I think I'm going to respond to all of these opportunities. They're in my wheelhouse. This is a this is good for our company. And so I start to chase it. And then I start to look at it and I realize, guess what? None of these opportunities are with my target agency. Because guess what? I've only gotten five or 10 deep and that's as far as I could go because that's all I have in bandwidth. And now the opportunities that I really need to chase are probably on the second and third screen. I'm never even going to review those opportunities for my ideal agency because I'm never going to get that far in the search. And so if you are thinking strategically when you typed in cybersecurity and you start to look at those opportunities and you said, look, the VA is my number one. That's the number one place I want to work with. Besides the VA, uh, I want to work with the Army Corps of Engineers. I don't know why, but that's the one you pick, right? And so, and then you pick one other organization. If you were thinking strategically, you would actually look at that list and say, okay, yeah, this is in our wheelhouse. And, and let me put this in the tactical bucket because it's not with any of those three agencies. It's with CIA or whatever it is, right? And so I put that off to the side and I keep putting them off to the side and say, yeah, they're in our wheelhouse, but I'm looking for opportunities that are also with our agency. Because guess what? I could probably respond to 15 or 20 of these, but I can only pick three because I don't have the time, energy, resources, whatever it is. I only can respond to three. And if my ideal agency is in this list of 25 or so, I want to make sure that they are prioritized at number one, okay? And so let's say you go through all, all the lists and next thing you know, you realize, wow, there are five opportunities in here that are with my top three agencies. Well, guess what? As part of your bid, no bid strategy, you're gonna move those to the top and those others that were just happen to be first in line, you're gonna move those to, hey, if we have time, if we have energy, if we have resources, we will respond spawn, it is imperative that we chase these five opportunities because they are with our top three agencies. And that's how you start to think strategically. Let me dig a little bit deeper into this. So let's say I'm going through opportunities again, and I realize that, hey, there's a source of sought that just came out and my top agency is looking for information because they want to put out a contract in the fall for $50 million or whatever it is, but they're looking for some information right now for industry. And I know, and I know this, and let's say I've got six or eight months between now and the time they're actually going to put the RFP out on the street. Now, let's say I'm small and I've only done, you know, one, two, maybe $3 million projects. And this is a $50 million project. So number one, I need to ask myself, do I have past performance with this agency? That's my target agency. If I don't, that is one of the first things I need to get between between now and the next six, eight months when this RFP hits the streets. I've got to have some past performance with them, even if it's a smaller project, so that I could demonstrate that we can that we are number one, working with that organization. Number two, let's say this is a $50 million project. I have to demonstrate to them some past performance that it doesn't have to be equivalent to the $50 million, but it needs to be in the ballpark. So as a company, we either need to do some sort of project whether it's with
with another agency in, if that's who we have to, or I need to get a teaming partner that can help me bridge this gap so that when it comes time to bid on this $50 million project, I look like I can do that work. Okay. You understand what I'm saying there? So we're looking at this. And if you don't have any past performance, if you don't have a teaming partner with the past performance, if you've never worked with the agency that you're trying to chase this big $50 million contract with, and it comes out, it's going to be really hard for you to win that contract because you have no past performance. Your team doesn't have past performance. You know, you've never worked with the agency. You are really behind the eight ball, as they say, or at a deficit when it comes to chasing that contract. The odds of you winning it are, I would say, less than 10%. Okay. But if you know that that is coming out in six, eight, nine months from now, and you have time, then you can look at strategically, how do I win something with the agency? You know, today we don't have anything with the VA. We've got to win two or three small contracts with the VA. So now I have agency past performance. And again, like I was saying, who who in the VA, because we want a, a teaming partner who's already with the VA, who's demonstrated this capability, who in the VA can I work with to demonstrate a teaming capability for this big contract? And so over the next six, nine months, you can develop those relationships. It's not hard, but that's how you think strategically versus always thinking tactically. And so let's take this same opportunity. If I'm thinking tactically about this $50 million project with the VA, then I just think, hey, you know what? I'm going to put this on my radar. I'm going to respond to the sources sought. When it comes out, we're going to put forth our best effort and we're going to see what happens. You're not going to think about, hey, we don't have a single contract here. We don't have a teaming partner. We don't have any past performance. You're not going to think about that stuff because tactically, most of the time you don't care. Tactically, you just want to respond to the RFP. I call it kind of swinging for the fences. You just kind of swing for the fences and hope for the best. Instead of using hope as your strategy, Let's actually create a strategy because we have time. You know, six, eight, nine months is a lot of time to put together the pieces. Even if you don't win a contract and get past performance, you know, that's okay. Even if you haven't done a contract that big, that's okay. Maybe you have to be a sub in the teaming relationship to chase that opportunity this time. But look, think about it strategically. Do whatever you have to do this round so that next time a $50 million contract comes up, you've got the past performance. You've got the team built. You're doing work with the agency. And then maybe a $50 million project rolls around and you can chase that because you've checked all of those boxes. So that's the difference between thinking strategically and just tactically. The tactical people are just looking for revenue. You don't care how you get it. And that's okay. But that should only make up 20, 30% of your pipeline. The rest of your pipeline, a huge majority of your pipeline should be strategic. How are these things accomplishing bigger goals for us? Establishing past performance with our top agencies, winning some profitable work, whatever it takes so that you've built the company in a way that you can actually take advantage of the main organizations buying the products and services you sell. And so if you think that way, it will make long-term much easier. Now I'm going to throw this one idea out here as a, as a last thing. I have strategically made a decision before to either be break even 
open or come in at very low margin in order to win a contract to build past performance. And sometimes you do this where, hey, we could do the work, but we need to bring in a sub. We could do the work, but we want to build a relationship with this partner. Or, hey, we can't do this work. We have to bring in subs for the majority of it. Uh, you know, we call them teaming partners. We have to bring in these subs as teaming partners on this stuff. And hey, guess what? Because we're bringing in a teaming partner, it's really going to knock down the margin on this stuff. But strategically, long term, this contract is going to allow us to catapult to a whole other level. And so again, I want to encourage you to think more strategically about the pipelines you're building and not just go after those targets that pop up. Because you may find yourself chasing all kind of work that you either don't want to do or with organizations where you're going to have onesie twosie contracts and they're not necessarily going to help you with your target agencies. And so think a little bit more when you're doing your research on Sam, when you're looking at your teaming partners, all those kind of things. Think more strategically and I guarantee you over the long term, it will allow you to accelerate your growth at a rapid rate. It looks slower initially, but over the course of say six, eight, 12 months, you will see rapid growth in the company because you are strategically being very selective about the contracts you go after and the organizations you work with. Do that. And if you have any questions, you know how to reach me. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.